Good morning, church. I tell you, it's like the one show, isn't it? Like, we were, the, we were with them the other day. Like, I'll just move this, because if not, like I say, it sounds like I'm heavy breathing down the microphone, um, which I don't do. Uh, and uh, it's like, I said to them, I said, do you like the one show? You like Judy and Richard? But you younger people probably don't know who Judy and Richard is. You show your age when, if you know who Judy and Richard are, you're showing your age. I remember Judy and Richard. Um, so, what a great day. Anybody else believe it's a great day? I say to my kids that I say um, more with the little ones now because it's the little ones I do the school run with. But I used to say it with the older ones when they were little. God never gives you a bad day. He gives you a good day. It's what we choose to do with the day that determines the outcome of whether it's a good or a bad day. So I can get up and say, it's a great day, it's a good day. Um, If you're new here, you are so welcome. If you're not new, we just love being together, don't we? We just love it. So if you're new, know that this is just a great place to be because we all just love being together. Um, We were away for a couple of days celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary at the beginning of the week. And our children, like just blew us away. They, Sophie has a tiny little part-time job and they got some birthday money and things and together, as a surprise, they'd put their money together and booked for me and Barry to go away for a couple of days to Venice uh, for our wedding anniversary. So if anybody's heard me speak before about when I go to the airport, right, I usually get frisked. I always have to take my shoes off and Barry wanders through untouched. I'm like, how do you do it? Barry goes, that's because your shoes are so big, the heels on them, you could put a bomb in them, Vicky. So I'm like, I am sorted, I am organised. I set off on my travel this time in the simplest sundress you could imagine. There wasn't even a zip on it and a pair of flip-flops. How can you get that wrong? Off I go, I think I won't get stopped this time and frisked down. When we went on our our family holiday last time, our Joshua got frisked and whoa, was he frisked, right? So I'm like, I'm all, I was a little nervous. I'm like, and because he's under 16, he had had to have a parent with him. So I'm saying to Barry, because we go on our family holiday in a couple of days, you are going with our Joshua if he gets frisked. This is a dad moment, not a mum one. But anyway, I'm going through, so I, I wander through. Beep, beep, beep. Can you step to the side, please? I'm like, are you kidding? I wanted to say to them, look at me. Like, look, I've got not even got a button on me. How can I be being frisked? So I get to, and I, you have to go to an X, uh, x-ray machine now, don't you? And you have to stand like this, and the x-ray, and then you come out, and they go over you with the paddle, and then you get put somewhere else. Barry, by this point, hasn't even come through because he's having to unpack his bag. Um, didn't you? Because he like, because I put all my gadgets in with his gadgets, so then he has to unpack the bag before he goes through. But I wouldn't have time because I'm always frisked. So and I'm stood there, and, and then you come, and then I get sent to a woman who frisks me down and everything. And do you know what it was? Me watch. I'm like, really? Re-? Well, I said to her, I said, do I need to take my watch off? She said, no. So I was like, so I thought she was like, it's your watch. So then they did a scan on my watch, everything, and it's all right. But you know something? I was reminded of the verse. You might think, well, she's a bit over-spiritual, this woman. But I was reminded of the verse where it says, strip off every weight that slows you down in running the race. All right? So like, I, like, I am doing really well. I am like stripping off everything that might set that x-ray machine off. And then it was the blooming watch that did it. But you know something? This time of eternity... We always need to be tuned in to stuff that God highlights that goes, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Drop it off. Yeah. You know that thing? Yeah. 
that's not for you anymore. Let it go. Let it go. And that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, that's for me, for my walk with God. I want to be tuned into my spiritual life as much as I'm tuned into my natural life. I want to be tuned into what is God saying to me? Vicky, this is not yours to carry. Vicky, let it go. Vicky, you need to just change your attitude. Vicky, you just need to. And I believe that every single one of us in this place today, I believe this one statement can be a blanket statement. Because unless any of us are perfect, we're all in with this statement. And that is, let us have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us today. Let us, because we're not there yet. You know, my mum and, and auntie, they've probably been Christians. I think my mum, oh, 65 years, something like that. But they will readily say to you, we're not there yet. We're not there. There's still little things that they know, attitudes where God will just go, Tina. And I love it because she is nearly perfect, right? <laughs> so if she ever talks to me, she's not in here. But I know she listens to the podcast. She's in this afternoon. If, she's, if you're in a live group, you can tell her I said this. She is nearly perfect. Annoyingly so. And when I'm on the phone to her, if she ever has a bad attitude, I'm like, yes. And I go, oh, mum. I'm like, do you think that's a good attitude? I'm like, yeah, thank you, Lord. But even my mum and my auntie Stella, who are nearly perfect, I am convinced they are nearly perfect. They love Jesus so much. They're not there yet. And so when God speaks to us in our quiet time or through a situation or through being in here, he's not bashing us over the head. He's not condemning us. He's not a God that would put us down. That's not his heart. His heart is to raise us up. His heart is to lift us up. So when there's heavy weights weighing us down, where there's things that we need to be letting go because we're maturing in Christ and he convicts us, he's not beating us over the head. He's just taking us on the journey to perfection when we see him face to face. So let's have ears to hear and a heart prepared to say, okay, God, whatever it is, I'm ready to listen. I say something to our kids and I say this, if you keep your eyes on Jesus, then they won't end up in the wrong place. The times my life has gone AWOL and the times I've made mistakes and the times I've been struggling, if I sat down and thought about it, my eyes had come off Jesus. That wasn't that I'd gone off the rails, but it was that I'd, there became over a certain area a reliance upon me rather than a reliance upon him. And if we keep our eyes on Jesus, then they can't end up in the wrong place. If we bring everything into line with the word of God and with what Jesus says and the heart of Jesus, then our eyes won't be in the wrong place. It doesn't mean that there won't be things that we don't need to deal with and we don't need to address, but when our eyes are on Jesus and we're taking our guidance from him, there is great wisdom in what we need to do. So let's keep our eyes on Jesus. This series that we're doing at the moment is from stress to freedom. And Io brought out last week in his message that the word freedom. I historically have naturally been a very stressful person. You know, I know the first, I was going to say first few years, but I'd probably say the many years, uh, first many years of our marriage, I was quite I was quite agitated, stressed, if things weren't right, uh, and everything shut up. Uh, um, so the beginning of the title is From Stress to Freedom. 
But I lived for ages in the from stressed. Now, the, just because I didn't see the to freedom bit, that wasn't a fault with God. And it wasn't that I had to earn my freedom. It was that I hadn't taken hold of my freedom. Instead, what I was doing was my stress, I was holding it as a possession. I was holding it that it was something that belonged to me. I was holding my stress that it was my life. If you feel today that stress is just your life, I want to tell you it's not. Stress is not your life. Stress is a momentary thing. Stress is something, it's an occurrence. It's something that happens. Not all stress is bad. Sometimes we get this wrong thinking that any kind of stress is bad. But scientifically, so Barry tells me, when we wake up in the morning, it's stress that wakes us up in the morning. So not all stress is bad. What happens is when stress turns from that to distress. That's when things get out of balance and things get wrong. And I just want to look at uh, quite a simple thing. It's probably something you'll say you've maybe heard before. But you know Jesus, when he went around talking and he talked in parables and he told stories, people could say that that was really simple to understand. That's the point. Jesus didn't want to tell a story so that only 10% would understand He told stories so that people would understand, so that people would be saved and people would know him. And I want to, as part of this series today, I want to look at what happens when we feel like there's just stress going on all around. You know, the highest name has set me free. If you're a Christian in this place today, that saying is for you. The highest name has set me free. There is no name higher than the name of Jesus. And he is placed at the place of greatest honor. And that highest name through what he did on the cross has set me free. So when I was living in the from stressed and didn't get to the to freedom bit, that wasn't because I wasn't free. It was just because I didn't get the journey and the process and the fact that I just needed to receive the fact that I was free. And I could live differently. But to do that, it came from me having to be in a certain place and taking a certain stance. Stress is an occurrence. It's a momentary thing. But we often feel like it's a cloak that's placed on us. We feel like we are clothed in it. When those difficult times come in, you know, for me at the moment, I feel like I'm fighting on a few fronts at the moment. There's some big things that could very easily, if I had never found the to freedom bit and understood the to freedom bit, I I would feel could wipe me out. I feel these things could easily be a cloak on me. They could clothe me in some way, but I know the truth. I know the truth that I'm free, and I know how to position myself, and I know how to live. And when the enemy comes and he tries to say, ah, but what about this, Vicky? Because that's not been sorted yet. Ah, Vicky, what about this? Have you thought about this? I have to position myself. I have to go. I, I can't just let that run away, because when I let that run away, I position myself in the wrong place. And I take my eyes off Jesus. I take my eyes off Jesus, where all wisdom and all guidance comes from. Listen to this in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights. So that's something that we're being told to do. Set your sights. Make a choice. Vicky, make a choice. 
Vicky, set your sights. Set your sights on what? On the realities of heaven. If you're like, what are the realities of heaven? Grab your Bible, get some quiet time, and you read all about heaven. Because everything you need to know can't come from up here. We've all got to be digging into the word of God to know him more. The realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. That's the one who is for us. He is victorious, and he is sat in heaven at the right hand of God the Father. So it says now, think about, it's telling us what we should do. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. You see, when we are purposeful about thinking about the things of heaven, our eyes are on Jesus. But when we begin to think about the things of the earth, our eyes are moved from Jesus onto the things that will bring us stress. Now understand that, like I said before, I'm not saying that we don't encounter things. It's how we handle what we encounter that determines the outcome. And that's what I'm trying to say. If we keep our eyes on Jesus, then they won't end up in the wrong place. It says, for you die to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So our life is not our own just to wander about and do whatever we want. You see, and then when we do that, that's when things start going wrong because we're doing everything under our own guidance, our own wisdom. Because it says when we accepted Jesus, we were hidden with Christ in God. We became a completely different being. What was within us changed. The old went, the new came. And we accepted to be hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Panic and stress and all of that exists when we take our eyes from him. And we start to navigate things ourselves. Wrong decisions lead to stress and panic. And they're often brought about because we are driven by ourselves. And we're trying to fathom things out ourselves. We're trying to work things out ourselves. But when we keep our eyes on Jesus, did I say keep your eyes on Jesus? Because it's kind of the crux of the message. And if you think that's a bit simple for you, you might want to come back to the afternoon one because this whole one is about keeping your eyes on Jesus. And you know why? Because it works. Because that's where I went from stress to freedom. Because from stress, I was all about what was going on. I was trying to fathom this out, and I was trying to fathom that out. And I was trying to make Barry fathom it out in my kind of thinking. He still doesn't get my kind of thinking after 20 years, so there's no hope. But that's where I existed. That's where I was positioned. And that's where I began to drown. But when... And and hear me out, I was serving in the church, I loved Jesus, I was leading worship, I was doing all that, but I needed a fresh revelation, and I just needed to go, and I just needed to look to Jesus, because that's where everything changes. John chapter 16 verse 33 says, I have told you all this, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. If you've got trials and sorrows today, I want you to know that in Jesus you have freedom. 
In Jesus, you have freedom. I want to say to you, take heart. This isn't me saying it. This is Jesus. Take heart, Jesus says, because I have overcome the world. So whatever we are going through today, he's already overcome it. We're having to walk through it. We're having to go through a process. But the one who has overcome it is the one we need to keep our eyes fixed on. And if he's overcome the world, he is well equipped to guide us. He's well equipped for us to walk in freedom. We don't need to fear. This wonderful person, Jesus Christ, didn't happen by accident. He was part of the great plan. Back in the Old Testament, There were prophecies about him. What's a prophecy? A prophecy is a spiritual word of what's to come that comes from God. Nobody else can tell you your future. People will try and mask themselves and will try and rival that with horoscopes and tarot card readings and this thing called angel cards and all of that. I want to say this to you now. They're fake. Everything is fake. The only thing that is true is what comes from the mouth of God. And that is what a prophecy is. A prophecy is a spiritual word that comes from God about something that is to come. This man called Jesus, who hung on the cross for us, did not happen by accident. He didn't arrive on this earth, and then suddenly as he grew up, people were like, oh, I think there's something about him. No, no. In advance. In advance. We were told that there is a saviour on its way. And he came in the name Jesus. And I want to look at one of those prophecies about Jesus in Isaiah. And it's a very well-known one, and it feels really wrong because it's not December. And everybody, this is one, everybody knocks these two verses out for December. It's like, December, Christmas trees up, let's get Isaiah out. And you can guarantee Isaiah comes out. So I'm reading this yesterday, I'm almost feeling like I should be sat by Christmas tree lights. So yeah, it's it's not a Christmas scripture, everyone. (laughs) This is not a Christmas scripture. This is a prophecy from Almighty God that a saviour was on his way. And exactly who this saviour would be to us on the 30th of June, 2019, sat in Hope Church. And who this saviour will be to the people who are sat in these seats next weekend. Who the saviour will be to the people that you're going to encounter throughout your week. And it says, for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The government will rest on his shoulders. Hallelujah, that's all I can say if you've been watching the news this last week. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We are in this world but we are not of this world. We are passing through this world with a champion called Jesus Christ leading the way. Leading the way. Our freedom is in him. The government will rest on his shoulders. He is to be a ruler. He's to be a ruler. A ruler where everything will rest on him. A ruler with great wisdom. A ruler with great passion for the cause. A ruler with great passion for the people. 
a ruler with great joy and a ruler of freedom. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Wonderful, exceptional, distinguished, like no other. Wonderful, he's wonderful. Counselor. Somebody that we can gladly listen to him as the authoritative one. As the authoritative one. The one who's overcome the world. The one who knows the beginning from the end because he's God in the flesh. He's the one. He's the one. He's the great counselor. He's wonderful. There's like no other. Does anybody else get excited about Jesus? Because at this moment in time, I could cry. Because of my Jesus. And because I know what he saved me from. And what he's set me free from. He's wonderful. I can promise you this. When everything else around you is shifting sand, he is like no other. He is your rock. He is your firm foundation. Everything else is transient in this world, but he remains the same. He is constant. I best move on, I'm losing time. (laughs) Eternal Father, the attributes of God who is eternal. Beyond this life, way beyond what we're seeing at the moment. He is way beyond. Therefore, he can lead us. He can lead us because he's eternal. And he's leading us to eternity. And when we know him, he sets eternity in our hearts. When we receive him as our saviour, he puts eternity in our hearts because he is the eternal one. And he leads us to that day where we see him face to face for all of eternity. And here's the one I want to major on. He's the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah, he is the Prince of Peace. Because I have never known anything in anyone in my whole world who has brought a peace to me that can never be shaken. He is the Prince of Peace. When this prophecy came, it said the Saviour will be the Prince of Peace. He'll be the peace for, for all the years to come, for all the generations to come. He will be the Prince of Peace. Do we receive the Prince of Peace? What do we do with the Prince of Peace? Goes on to say his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. He will make it happen. Boom. There you go. There you go. I'm I'm not getting political, but Boris Johnson, get a load of that. Get a load of that. Jeremy, get a load of that. This is Jesus. Hey, listen, let's pray for our government. I'm not knocking the government. I'm not knocking politics. They need our prayers. They need our prayers. Sometimes we forget that we've actually been right. We've been brought up to pray for these people. We have a responsibility, whether we like them or not, whether we think they're a bunch of idiots and a bunch of liars and all of this that we, we all say from time to time, we need to pray for them. We need to pray God's will be done on this earth 
as it is in heaven. And we've been raised up for such a time as this. So this was the promised saviour, the one. The one it says at the begin, beginning that we live with in God. Jesus Christ. He's the one, the Prince of Peace. So how do we live in peace when all this is going on? Uh, Rachel is just going to get up. Da, 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 give her a clap. She's multi-talented. She not only does the one show. You see, it says in that first scripture that I wrote, that I wrote, I didn't write it. I read it. <laughs> I really didn't write it. So <laughs> it said that we are hidden with Christ in God. Okay. So when we accept the Lord as our Savior, we are hidden in. In something. I'm not going to hula hoop. If anybody, was, if anybody was here before the meeting, you saw me and Rachel trying to master how you work your hips to hula hoop, you'll be so glad I'm not going to hula hoop. But we are hidden in. So what happens is, when we accept Jesus Christ is our saviour. The old is gone, the new has come, and we are hidden with him in. Which means we are surrounded. My kidneys, my liver, they are hidden in me. They are surrounded. My heart is in me. It is surrounded. So what happens is we live with Christ in God. So what it means is that no matter what comes my way, whichever way I turn, if I remain in that, I am surrounded. I am surrounded. I am surrounded by the Prince of Peace. Because the Savior who was to come was God in the flesh. The Prince of Peace. So I am surrounded no matter what way I turn, providing I keep my eyes on Jesus. I am surrounded. To get away from it, I have to choose to move myself away. And I don't know whether anybody else has ever done this, because I have. So if you think this is really bad to confess, heckle me down. <laughs> have you ever seen a situation and you're like, Gosh, it's really stressing me out. I'll be back in a minute. I'll be back in a minute, Jesus. I'll be back. I'll just sort it out. I'll be back in a minute. Because the minute I do that, chaos begins. But instead, sorry, Rachel, it's really not a very glamorous role, is it? For anybody on the podcast, I'm in and out of a hula hoop. But here's the thing if I see that going on, and I drag it, and I place it in the Prince of Peace. Order begins, because he's a God of order. He's not a God of chaos. And this isn't a message to condemn any of us who are feeling like we're in chaos at the moment. No, this is God saying, it's okay. Here's the wisdom. Grab it, bring it in, and place it with the Prince of Peace. And then whatever action we need to take on that, on the, under the guidance of, of Jesus, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, no matter whatever way we go, because we have to take various action and we have to turn different directions, it's okay because we're surrounded. We're surrounded with order. We're surrounded with wisdom because we are hidden with Christ in God. Thanks, Rach. I'll keep hold of it for a minute. <laughs> because our lives are in him. 
Our lives are in the Prince of Peace. That was what we chose. Now, when I was living in the beginnings of this title, Just From Stress, my whole life was just from stress. I read something the other day and they were like, do you ever get stressed that you're not stressed? Because you feel like you should be stressed. Because life can't be that good. <sighs> we don't need to live like that. Hallelujah that I'm not stressed. But here's the thing, stressful things come. And what I've learned is I need to reach out. I need to reach out. I need to grab hold and I need to pull it in. I don't need to leave Jesus and the Prince of Peace to go and deal with it. I just need to reach out, grab it, pull it in. Reach out, grab it, pull it in. Reach out, grab it, pull it in. Whatever it is you're facing today, reach out, grab it, and pull it in. Reach out, grab it, and pull it in. He is the Prince of Peace. We remain focused on being centralized and positioned within that. So leaving here today, why do we use props? It's a hula hoop crying out loud. It's nothing spiritual, is it? Why do we use props? So that when we go away, we can visualize. That when we keep our eyes on Jesus, the Prince of Peace, when we accepted him into our lives, we were hidden with him. We were hidden with him in God. We were hidden with him in God. So for our week, as we go around our week, visualize, reach out, grab it, pull it in. Finance, reach out, grab it, pull it in. Relationships, reach out, grab it, pull it in. Career, reach out, grab it, pull it in. Loneliness, reach out, grab it, pull it in. Don't run out and try and sort your own loneliness out. Don't run out and try and sort your own relationships out. Don't run out and go and try and sort your own finances out. We need the wisdom of God on all things. And with him, there is order. For some people in here today, I believe that shyness is a problem for you. And actually, the shyness makes you quite anxious. Because you feel that you want to do more, you feel like you, you want to do ministry, you feel like there's a particular career that God wants to take you down, but you feel trapped because you're shy. And God wants to say to you today, you grab that shyness and pull it in, pull it in, because he will give you a confidence, he will give you words to speak that you cannot do for yourself. And at the moment, you're trying to break free from this shyness. And God's saying, it's not yours to break free from. You just need to reach out and grab it and pull it into me. And I'm going to work with you on it. And I'm going to show you what you need to do. And I'm going to give you the words that you need to speak for the freedom to take you into what you're being taken into. I wasn't going to say that. I know that's God. So if that's you today, that is God speaking to you. Reach out, grab it, pull it in. Sickness, reach out, grab it, pull it in. I've had times where I've had to have tests and the fear of what the possibility of the outcome would be was great. And in that moment, I, I had a choice. And I'm not saying this because I'm good and I get it all right. I'm really not. I'm absolutely not. But I've learned that in those moments, I have to just stand and say, Okay, God, I, I can either live in this 
where I'm so frightened of the unknown. Or I can be where I'm meant to be, hidden with Christ in God, with the Prince of Peace, with my eyes firmly fixed on Jesus, because if they're not firmly fixed on Jesus, they're not where they should be. And I'll end up being a way that I don't need to be. Don't head over to things and try and deal with themselves. Don't take matters into your own hands. I'm not saying that you're not going to have to deal with anything and I'm not going to have to deal with anything. But what I'm saying is when we reach out and we grab it and we pull it in, we are then surrounded with wisdom. With godly wisdom, we're surrounded with peace because we're with the Prince of Peace. We're surrounded to be able to deal with them, to be able to deal with what comes. Because you know something? There's a process when we deal with things. Sometimes miracles happen like that. Sometimes miracles happen over five years' time. Sometimes miracles happen over 30 years' time. It's still a miracle. It's still a miracle. Sometimes we think miracles are just this, and if it doesn't happen, oh, well, God's not done it, has he? God's like, no, because, you see, on the journey, Vicky, I just need you to learn this, discover that, so you're ready for this. So if you're waiting for something, you're like, well, God's not done it for me. Go long, go long with God, go through the process, but make sure you're with the Prince of Peace. When we bring it into peace, order is established, and any action needs to be taken will then be done from a place of peace, clarity, and order. All from a godly perspective. The Saviour was to always be the Prince of Peace. As the worship team sing now, just take a moment. If you've got stresses and tensions in your life, this series is from stress to freedom. Can I be honest? This wasn't supposed to be the title. It was meant to be from stress to rest. And Barry then announced on the platform it's called From Stress to Freedom the week before, and we're like, is it? (laughs) But I believe... I believe God was in that. It's funny, Io messaged and said, I think this is a great title, can I ask the, I can't remember what you said, but like kind of how you, the rationale behind the name. And I was like, I don't know what you mean, I messaged back to him. And then I realised what he meant when he spoke last week. And I thought, do I just message him back and go, Barry got it wrong on the platform. (laughs) No, I believe that was God that was like, this is a great sermon series you've come up with, but actually, yeah, I want you to be at rest, but I want you to be free. I want you to know the freedom, the freedom that comes from the Prince of Peace, the freedom that is already yours, and I didn't know it when I was living in from stress, even though I knew Jesus. I'd not had a light bulb moment. I'd not had somebody say to me and lead me and say, Vicky, do you realize? And then, when I saw the f- to freedom bit, I never wanted to run off and try and sort it out myself. But I just learned, reach out, grab hold, pull it in. Amen? Amen. Amen.